I am really glad that you can laugh about how hard parenting can be sometimes because it's not a walk in the park always. Ever? And I can can only imagine what it's like when they're not your kids. Welcome to today's podcast episode. I have a special guest with me, Brendan Riley. Thanks for having me. He's joining me. He's joining us in his full Lycra Lycra. getup. It's been a while since we've talked about you as the Lycra King. Yeah, it's a good thing. Mm. I remember just being so shocked when I found out that you cycled in full Lycra. And I'm still shocked. Like I was shocked just then when I came into the lounge in the kitchen and you're sat there in your stripy onesie. Well, I still remember you, like, as in, like, cycling, as in, like, lycra. You you wear lycra. I'm like, yeah, I you, wear lycra. You You're, do, like, stumped. You don't strike me as the sort of man. I mean, now that I know you, but when I was first getting to know you, and this is something I love about you, is that you are a real mixed bag. Like, I can look at you and instantly think, oh, he's like this because of the way he looks. But then you would keep revealing different sides to yourself and I would be shocked. And one of those sides was that you like to cycle recreationally and you wear the full leotard and cleats. Leotard? Leotard and tap shoes. (laughs) So what did you think I did when we first met? Well, you know this, when we first, like... Besides looking like a fuckboy. Yeah, I thought you looked very much like a Gold Coast fuckboy. That didn't cycle. (laughs) <laughs> well, no, like it wasn't like, oh, he doesn't cycle, but it just wouldn't cross my mind that you would. Did I look sporty? Well, I knew that you were a fighter mm. and you were built like an athlete, which is something that I always tell you, like you're very much built like an athlete, like you've got such broad shoulders, but you're also lean. And so, yeah, you look sporty, but you just don't look like, like a, a cyclist. <laughs> but anyway. What, what look do you think cyclists more of a skinny, tall. I don't know. Like A lot of cyclists that I'll pass are a lot thinner than me, but they're like fit and they're flying. I don't think of it as a thinness thing. I just think of it like not being covered in tattoos and fighting. They seem at different ends of the sporting spectrum to me. Okay. But anyway, I'm glad you could join me in your leotard. <laughs> Um, so we are going to answer some questions that have been submitted via Instagram. Yep. My voice is going a bit croaky, but before we dive into that, I thought we could have just a bit of a life update. Mm-hmm. How are you going with the tattoo studio? I think it's been going well. Um, obviously being a new business, I think it's still word of mouth and people sort of getting to know where it is and what we're doing and stuff like that. So we've had a couple of slower weeks, but um, I think like any new business, it sort of comes in waves to start with until you're really firm in that name and that consistency and yeah, all the clients have been lovely and great and it's just a, a good vibe and we get to have a, a good chat while we do it. So it's really nice. I've met some really nice people. You've got a full day tomorrow as well. Yep. So at the moment you're juggling 
between like construction working and also the tattoo studio too. Yeah. Just like a, a safety. Yeah. We're lucky that you can do that. Yeah, very lucky. But you're enjoying it? Yep. It's good. I'm glad. How, um, how have you been going with your pod? Just quickly, a word from today's sponsors. Unless, of course, you're one of our Venti members. In that case, there are no ads and your episode is about to keep playing. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Good. I was just saying to Brendan, um, I think... I have to be more clear with interview guests when I invite them on that I just want it to be like really conversational because I'm not good at interviewing people in terms of just asking a question and then not interjecting. And that's probably my ADHD impulse control. Like I want to join in and I want to add stories to it and stuff. So that's something that's been on my mind. But I feel like I'm in a good workflow just in time for school holidays again to come and ruin my life. No, I think you've been doing really well. You've had a fair few guests. But I think you're just looking – you like conversations that just bounce well mm. and everyone sort of, yeah. Yeah. But something else that I have been doing, and it's, I guess, like it's something I've spoken about on the podcast as well, is I feel like my work at the moment just as an individual is trying to work out what it is that I enjoy – and what I want and what my needs are. And I think so many women can relate to that experience of feeling like they're needless in their own lives because they're looking after everyone. And so just as I've been thinking about that topic and reflecting on it and trying to make more space for myself, which I know you always say to me, do something for yourself. And this is part of the conditioning because you can have a great partner like you who says to me, do something for yourself. And all of my instincts are like, no, like my self-worth is in doing things for you. That's everyone else first. Mm. And so because that's been on my mind and I'm doing a bit of self-interrogation, something that came up for me the other day was like, you know what? If I get to the end of my life, what is it that I want to have experienced? And so you and I have had conversations about things to do as a family unit, But something I've always wanted to do is just learn to ballroom dance, which I feel like sounds really random, but I have. I can remember being a kid and my great-grandma, my nana Bon, would talk about going out dancing. And as a young child, I just remember she always had beautiful flowy skirts on and I always thought that was so glamorous. And like I did dance classes as a kid, but I've always been enamored by ballroom dancing, strictly ballroom dirty dancing. Oh, look, the, the great. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I said to you, you know what? I want to learn to do ballroom dancing. And you were like, cool, let's do it. So we So you we got did. your leotard on. <laughs> you skipped down the stairs. My flare pants. 
<laughs> your heels. He was carving them. So we booked a private lesson. Like a, you did, yeah. Yeah, I booked a lesson because I was like, no. And this is part of it, right? Like as women, sometimes we want the people around us to like give us permission to do things or do things for us because it goes so much like, further. Yeah, well, yeah, I think it's because back to being conditioned, it's like very hard for us to speak up and say what it is we need and then to also set aside the resources. So I think that there could be some frustration and tension that comes within relationship where one person is like, oh, I wish they'd read my mind and do this thing for me. Like, why won't someone do this for me? But if it's something I want to do, I can actually go, well, I'm going to set aside the resources. I'm going to put aside a little bit of money to do this and I'm going to make it happen. So I booked a lesson for you and I and the boys had to come along and we had our first lesson last night and I really liked it. The cha-cha and the waltz. I feel like I was smiling for the whole half an hour. You did? Yeah. You looked really happy. It was fun. Yeah. It was good to be a beginner and it's good to do something with you. We're both pretty nervous walking in. Well, it was daunting walking in, don't you think? Like as we pulled up. A little studio. Yeah, like a dance floor, obviously. Mm. But like they had like a chandelier in there and there was, as we walked in, there was a man who was in the full like Get up. kit. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, we're in our, yeah. <laughs> we're in our active wear. I'm wearing shorts and a tall tee again. And a hat. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we had the boys as well. But I'm so glad that we did it and I definitely want to do another lesson. Yeah, we'll definitely do another one. It was good for me because it was very affirming that I am doing something about feeling needless, not just feeling frustrated, being like, no, no, I have a right to, to exist yeah. in this family unit. And yes, it might be a bit annoying for the boys because they came along and it was after their normal mm. bedtime, but they were having a blast. Yeah. Sliding around on their knees. <laughs> and I think it's really good for them as well to see. Trying new things and stepping out of your comfort zone. And it's also good for them to go, well, let's meet mum's needs. Yeah. Yeah. And good for them to see us both being vulnerable and learning from someone, <laughs> even though we felt a bit awkward. So awkward. <laughs> <laughs> you were really good at it. No, you were good. Well, we learnt the cha-cha. You were good at the cha-cha. Thank you. Yeah. And the waltz. Yeah. I felt like the waltz was easier for me because I used my MMA. Yeah. Sort of, yeah, moving around and. You were following the square easily. The only thing was when she was teaching us the waltz and she's like, right, now we're going to rotate. And like, I'm like huh? <laughs> she wants, she's like, hang on, I'm going to have to draw this guy a diagram. <laughs> uh, hey, big fella, up there. <laughs> you got to um, do it like this. It was fun. Yeah. Thank you for doing it with me. You're welcome. We'll do it again. Yeah, it was good. So that's, yeah, that's kind of it for me. Bit of an update. Yeah, working and mumming and all Life. of the things. I've actually been reading a bit more recently too. We're going to go into the bookshop a bit later on, aren't we? You need a new book. I do need you a new book. You smash that book. You read the whole family except me read. Yeah, all I'm three like, of us will be just sitting there reading and Brendan's like. And I'm just like, if it's good enough, we'll come out on movie and then I'll watch it. <laughs> so the book I just finished reading is The Rachel Incident by Caroline O'Donoghue. I loved it. It was so good. 
You were in it. Yeah, and I'm so excited that Dolly Alderton is releasing a new book in November as well. Dolly and Caroline host that Sex and the City podcast I have was like telling you about, and I've also spoken about on the podcast. So I'm looking forward to November as well for a new book. You did look gutted when you'd finished it. You're like, oh, you're like X amount of pages left. <laughs> and then like afterwards you could tell you're miserable. Yeah. I'm a bookworm. Mm. And so are the boys, hey. They they would just read all the time if yeah. they could. Well, they do. One loves reading and then the other one likes the... Graphic novel yeah, kind of thing. he loves it. But he'll read it all and... Yeah. It's just not your bag. Hate reading. It's just one of the many ways that you and I are different. So different. Okay. Let's get into these questions. Let's do it. All right. Apparently you wanted me here for them. Well, it was actually requested... Thanks, guys. I put up stories inviting people to leave questions on certain topics, and a few people said, can Brendan join for another Q&A or just a general chit-chat? Hello. Hello. Okay. Let's do it. I'll try and start with an easy one. Okay. <laughs> Sound it out for me because I don't read. What was Brendan's experience with dating prior to me? Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Didn't like it. You weren't really a prolific dater, were no. you? Like, no. How did you find the apps? Rubbish. Did you just use, I know you used Tinder and you tried Hinge, was it? Or Bumble? One of them. I can't remember now. What was the one? Yeah, they're all the same. But oh. I don't like, well, you know me and you tell everyone. <laughs> Don't, I'm not very warm texting. You are not a good texter. No. So I can't imagine that you would have good chat. A lot of success initially because in person you are so different to how you come across in text messages. And now that I know you, I do find it funny. But at first when we started talking, I was like, I don't get it. Like, I do not get it. Get me. Well, just... Well, you didn't understand me anyway. Yeah. It's good. We are very different. I don't think I let people understand me. Well, you also just aren't bothered if people don't understand you. Don't care. Yeah. I think I'm at that point where I'm just like, tough. <laughs> it's, nothing, it's not even a good way to be, though, is it? I don't know. Should I care? Well, I don't know. I think you should care about things that are important to you, but you don't really care about how other people perceive you. No. No. Um, but in terms of dating experience, our listeners likely know that you were married before yep. me, so we've both been through a separation and divorce and whatnot, and then you weren't prolifically dating. Like, I dated a bit, quite a bit. It was like a sport for you. It was a sport. It was a hobby for me. But I find that super interesting. Like, uh, I didn't do it. 
only because I just wanted my own time and my own space. But I found it very interesting when you told me that, not in terms of like, I didn't find it odd or anything like that, but it would have been interesting meeting like such a wide group of people. Like, and like just seeing, oh, uh, yeah, it definitely would have been interesting meeting a lot of different people. Yeah. Sometimes I think like, not necessarily writing a book, but I think it would be interesting to kind of catalog a few different people that I went on dates with. Yeah. And that's not to say like, I mean, you know this, but I wasn't, and I, it's such a stupid thing that I have the impulse to say it. It doesn't mean I was sleeping with people, but no, I was dating a lot. It does, it's not the same thing. It's like, it's not, yeah. you're just talking to the opposite sex. Like, yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I think it's actually really cool. But you did have a date where someone was choking. Yeah. Mid, mid meal and. Which is like a bold swing. I think going for dinner with someone on a first date is bold. Yeah, well, I don't date. <laughs> yeah, do you want to get a feed? So you were having dinner with someone and she started choking and you had to do the full Heinlich maneuver? Yeah. yeah. I asked her a question and I was cut, cutting up my steak and she didn't say anything. Rude bitch. <laughs> and then. You look up and she's purple. Yeah. She went proper blue. Oh, the poor thing. I'm like, holy shit. And I didn't make a big scene out of it because I didn't want to embarrass her. So, But we ended up, yeah, I got out of my poor scene. Poor thing. So did you have any other dates? Not with her, but like were there any other dating experiences? Or for you, you weren't like actively dating because no, you're happy on your own. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely wasn't um, looking or searching until I sort of met you. Because you are the sort of person, you'll go to dinner on your own, you'll go to the movies on your own. I'm a huge loner. Yeah. Do you think that's because you were an only child? An only child, and I think just a few little things that I've overcome in my life, I've sort of been on my own. So if things weren't great at home, I'd jump on my push bike and go for a ride and yeah. Mm. Okay, so that's your dating experience prior to me. Yeah, my, my dating profile on Tinder wasn't exactly me and my budgie smugglers claiming I was the banter. <laughs> no, you definitely didn't boss. have anything in your profile about bantering. <laughs> yeah, the banter boss. <laughs> Nothing worse than profiles like that, is there? Horrible. <laughs> Especially when you don't look good in speedos. <laughs> <laughs> it's an in-joke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Did you always see yourself as being a stepdad or was it only something you realised after me? Uh, I've always pitched myself as a father. I don't see the difference between being a stepdad and being like the father of them. Only obviously like they've still got their dad, which I'll always honour and respect and understand that, but I still treat them like my own. You've always wanted to be in a family unit, though. Yeah. Um, but you didn't. You've never dated anyone seriously before with kids. No, not two. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, <laughs> the way you looked at me just then when you said no reminded me <laughs> of another in joke that Brendan and I have. Like when the kids are getting a bit overwhelming, Brendan will look at me and say that he's going to go and what. 
Salmon off the roof. <laughs> salmon off the roof. Salmon dive off the roof. We have this joke because one of the boys is always peppering Brendan. Well, they both pepper you with questions all the time. But we were laughing so hard about the idea of you jumping off the roof head first and them still talking to you. <laughs> salmon, salmon dive off the off the roof. <laughs> Missed the funny. pool and hit the paving next to it. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny. That was a funny night. Mm. We were both on fire. We're having our debrief in bed, mm. just talking shit. And then, yeah, just they come out of nowhere. I am really glad that you can laugh about how hard parenting can be sometimes because it's not a walk in the park always. Ever. And I can, <laughs> <laughs> and I can only imagine what it's like when they're not your kids. But I do really like that you are comfortable enough to laugh with me privately about things. You know what I mean? Like, I would hate it if you didn't feel like you could make those sorts of jokes with me because you thought that I would be all offended or anything like that. Like, I'm glad. Like, it feels like you and I are on the same team. Yeah. Is what I'm trying to say, I guess. But I'd, yeah, I'd never say anything or disrespect you or anything like that or try to offend you if I. No. But, but yeah, sometimes my. Carefree mouth gets me in trouble. What are you laughing at? Nothing. Yeah. All right. It's what the lycra, else? isn't it? It's the lycra. Stripey. How are you navigating emotional and physical intimacy in this current season of parenting? Well, I've missed out on a whole lot of seasons, so. Yes, and that's something that we've spoken about because I will talk to you about how thrilling it is that the boys are at this level of independence. I'm like, what? You're like, I don't see it. They still need what you. What independence? <laughs> they glued to you, sweetie. And I'm like, no, no, this is great that we can like leave them in the car and go, go in Coles. and get a coffee or whatever. Let's go to Coles. Boys, stay here. I'm like, or that they can what? walk up to the shops and get themselves a drink. Hot that's, chips with their friends. Yeah, that's so thrilling to me. But I can understand it's not as much of a buzz for you because you haven't been through that progression mm. of seeing that independence slowly come through. Yeah. And, I mean, you would probably think, like, that they're not very independent. But I think that they <laughs> – he's like, I don't know how to answer this. But, like, as, as you're saying that, I'm trying to think, like, have I seen – any sort of seasons of them yet? Well, yeah, especially in terms of like. I feel like it's just one big blurry blur. day. Yeah. yeah, that's parenting. It's like it literally is just one very long day from the moment they were born. But I think that if you reflect on the growth in terms of, especially the one that's moved schools, his oh, confidence he, yeah, and his that. independence, even the fact that. He had to give a talk at school, a two-minute talk, and he's done it now a few times at school in front of the class because so he's had to slow down. So it's a two-minute talk that's gone for a week. Yeah, because <laughs> he's struggling to get past the one-minute 40 mark, and he knows he can. But um, the fact that he's gotten up and delivered that in front of the class is a massive change from the kid that a year ago had to do a talk at his other school and he refused to do it in front of the class. Said straight up no. Yeah, and the teacher said to him, if you don't do it, you'll have to do it at lunchtime in he's front like, of me. Sweet. <laughs> and he's literally like, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted. I didn't oh, want to oh, do it. Okay, miss. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, if yeah. I have to. Yeah, yeah. I played right into his yeah, and then he's emotional like, manipulation. Well. <laughs> Take a seat, lady. 
Adolf Hitler. <laughs> um, Wrong speech. So they've definitely grown and changed. Yeah. I've definitely seen them grow up and mature a lot. But as in terms of... Clear seasons. Yeah. Not like as I, much. There's not Well, there's not as big a difference between 8 and 10 as there is between 12 months and yeah, 4 years old. And toddlers and stuff. Mm. Even though one acts like one. But <laughs> this season of parenting, how do we navigate emotional and physical intimacy? I think the physical intimacy is very easy for us because we're both very touchy-feely and very affectionate. Yes? Yeah. I'm more, more so, would you say? Like, you made a reference this morning to the fact that all four of us, me, the boys, and the dog, yeah. are all very needy and like to be glued to you. Yeah. yeah. But Brendan's for you. <laughs> jump on him. But you also like physical closeness. Like, if we're sitting at a table, you'll pull my chair closer to you. Yeah. And, and we sleep. And in bed, I'll cross pretzled. my leg over you. Yeah. While you read, I'll throw a leg over your foot. Yeah, we would never choose to sit apart from one another on the couch and things like that. Like no. we do like a close physical proximity. Not unless I'm in trouble. And I think we both have a very healthy like drive for one another as well. Yep. So I think I feel like the physical side is really easy for us. Mentally. The mental and emotional side definitely I think I think we I think we're at the point where we can read and understand where we're at and if we've had enough for one day, I think the other will take over, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Yeah, like you'll do a lot of the heavy lifting if I'm having a hard day. Yeah. And like vice that, versa. They'll pepper you with questions and like, come ask me while we play that number ball game or like do something. We'll go to the park and play soccer or something. Yeah. That's all I can really think of mentally. I think emotional intimacy as well. You and I are very similar. Like we're both very. I wasn't even mentally. Yeah. I just got carried away. <laughs> you feel like I'm going to add in my own question. All over on it. Emotionally, you and I are both very emotional people. Would you say? Would you agree? Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, we show it differently, but we're both sensitive. I guess. Yes. Yes. Sensitive sausages. I think that's a Cancerian thing. But how we navigate it, communication, I force communication probably. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) He's a loner who would happily not talk things out and I'm like attached to the host and want to talk everything through. Brennan would say I over talk things, wouldn't you? No. Which is another question. How do you resolve conflict? We have very different conflict styles. When something is causing conflict between you and I, I think it's safe to say your instinct is to retreat because you're comfortable in your own company and you would rather just process it on your own. And my instinct is to pursue. So you'll be trying to retreat to figure it out on your own. And I'm driving you insane because I'm it's your stomach growling. Yeah. And I'm driving you insane because I want to talk it out and work it out there and then. Yeah. You fair? Yeah. <laughs> it's not always easy. Get away from me, lady. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that whilst we laugh about it now, I think 
for the most part, we handle that well. Sometimes if the wheels come off, it can be really hard to actually navigate that because we do have such different coping styles. That's true. I also think because we are both emotional, if we are hurt, we both have a predisposition to kind of put a wall up quickly. And so it takes the other person being vulnerable because if we both put our walls up, you and I are not in a good place. Yeah. Yeah. But if one of us has the foresight to be the bigger person in that situation and speak clearly and vulnerably and not have hostility towards the other, I think it penetrates through those walls and we move on really quickly. Okay. Um, How do you manage shaving your legs every day while having fake tan on? Big question, Brendan. Well. (laughs) I do shave my legs every day. Oh, was that that question for you? I think so. Uh (laughs) I say it's a toxic trait, but it's just become part of our shout. Like I've always shaved my legs every day and and I've had people slide into my DMs and say that they don't understand why or how. It's I have just the something time. you've always done, it except takes like when less you've than got a minute. goosebumps. Yes, there's nothing worse than trying it's to shave your legs when you've got goosebumps. Mm. But you and I shower together, and it's part of our routine. This is probably an overshare. No. That you will, like, prop your leg out, and I put my leg up on you, and I shave while we're having a conversation. I'm a shaving post. Yeah. Yeah. Like in those old-fashioned showers, how there's, like, a lower, like, little thing. Little foot thing. Yeah. Rest. Yeah. Now that I say that, I'm like, was that a footrest that I'm envisioning or is that a soap dish? Soap dish. (laughs) But I feel like in my parents' house, they had one down really low. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. um, Was it a bath? No, in mum and dad's shower, they had one like low. Yeah, it wasn't even one that's like not a shower in a bath. Maybe it was for your dad's legs. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Maybe. So. What else we got? Yeah, that's. What else do we have? Um, your favorite TV show and movie of all time. Oh, it's a tough one. My favorite TV show is not tough. Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. And movie. The first one that came to mind then is that About Time movie. You know, the one where they're like time travelers and I really like that movie. We watched it together. It's like Bill Nye, the comedian older British, Rachel McAdams from The Notebook. They meet in like a restaurant where it's like a dine-in-the-dark experience and they're time travellers in the closet. No. We watched it together. He gets into the closet and he can like go back in time and it's all about going back into time and changing parts of his life. Sure you watched it with me? 100% we watched it together. We were both teary. We are both crying through it. No idea. Uh, You'd know it if you saw it, but – that one, I think, is a great one. What about you? I don't know. I'm very mixed. I love the little rascals. Yeah, but then you also love horror movies. Yeah, the Conjuring. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't really – I couldn't say that I had a favourite. And then in terms of, like, series, can't really. You're enjoying watching Sex and the City with me, though. Yeah, it's funny as. It's so, like... Samantha's hilarious. That's something I'm enjoying about re-watching Sex and the City with you is how much you cackle, particularly at Samantha. Like, you properly laugh at her. She's the filthiest mouth ever. Yeah, she's the best. She is the best. And we're also simultaneously watching And Just Like That. 
Which the, I wish we didn't, but we still watch. Yeah, every Thursday as soon as it's released. Rubbish. It's terrible. But. We will watch it. Yeah. To the end. Well, we did watch it to the end. All right. Last but not least. Yeah, we'll go this, make this the last one because I feel like we've answered most of the other ones in other episodes. How has Brendan's culinary scope impacted me? So that like your passion for food, how has that impacted me? She just watches me eat it. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely eat. I'm not eating that. I definitely eat more of a variety since being with you. So do the boys. Yeah, their eating is significantly better. He's just started rubbing my feet. That's cute. See, physical intimacy. Not in a weird way. Well, your feet are up around my head. <laughs> not so in like, a weird yeah, way. Yeah. I always tease I'm not Brendan. Eating feet, yeah. I tease Brendan for having a foot fetish because he always rubs my feet. Just knowing that you like them. <laughs> um, yeah, you love food. And because you love food, I think I eat a better variety of food. We haven't been eating out as much no. recently because everything's the so expensive. The cost of living at the moment is ridiculous. Yeah. And we can cook better than it, what you put. Oh, we've spoken about it on like six million podcasts now. Yeah. We can cook better food than what most places have. Yes. So, yeah, it's impacted me by having more of a variety because prior to you, I could happily just eat the same thing day in, day out and not really give it too much thought. No. Hmm. That's about it. What about dream house? You want to answer that one? Yeah. Look at you spying over my shoulder. Where does it say dream house? Ah, dream house. Do you want to buy one day or build one day? What would your dream house look like? I would love some property somewhere and like a big industrial looking type shed thing that's really beautiful on the inside. Yeah. Like rustic, but beautiful. White? No, no. And I think may maybe to do with like building a house in the past that everything was white. I I did love it, but it also felt quite like clinical and heaven. It felt a bit like Kmarty, which really, yeah. I don't like. I don't, you did really well on that house. Thank you. But I think maybe because that aesthetic is so saturated now, like everyone has a very white house. Yeah. And now when I'm looking for inspiration on things, like I really do like that dark timber with the black and just more warmth yeah. and greenery. And, yeah, I love the idea of a bit of property because, like, working from home and recording, people can probably hear – there are aircrafts flying above. There are dogs barking despite Neighbors. our best efforts to soundproof. Brendan's stomach because he hasn't eaten. In an hour. Um, Consistently top him up. I think we've um, we've got the same style because I'd love a, like a house on an acreage, but like an old factory with an old lift and like. Like a loft style yeah, thing. Yeah. Blacks in. Exposed concrete, timber, old sleepers and stuff like that, black windows. And and you could build a lot of that as well because you're a carpenter. Yeah. I could probably build the whole thing. I wouldn't do the plumbing or the electricity. Mm. But in terms of like the roof and stuff like that, like I can do all that. Well, one day if the cost of living comes down, maybe we can buy some land. 
Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> but until now, we're happy in this house, right? Yep. Okay. Well, thank you for joining me for today's podcast episode. I will let you go and eat. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'll cha-cha into the kitchen. <laughs> Please do. Cha-cha. Oh, we'll have to, like, integrate the Dirty Dancing lift. Yeah. Into our... Well, cha-cha. Mm. Yeah. All right. Or the waltz. Stay tuned. See you later. Today's podcast episode was recorded on the land of the Bunjalung Nation. In the spirit of reconciliation, we acknowledge the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.